welcome back. This is the Iris Matters podcast. Today, I'm here with Luke Glass, CEO and founder of RealX. Hi, Luke. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Annie. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. Luke, would you start out by just telling us a little bit about what is RealX? Yeah, absolutely. So RealX connects landowners with energy developers who are interested in leasing their land for solar, wind, cell phone towers, and other things that you can do on the property. And so what we found is that landowners didn't have a really good way to proactively market their properties to these types of developers. So if you had a 150-acre tract of land and we're looking to get solar on it, RealX is that solution. So you're able to list your property through your real estate professional and get that property marketed out to all of the solar developers on our network. And so on the other side of our platform, we have hundreds of solar developers, wind developers, investors, and other companies that are looking to lease that land from those landowners. And what we really try to do is put the real estate professional at the center of it. And that's what RealX was created to do, was to keep the realtor at the center of those transactions. Because those realtors live and work in the communities. They know the landowners. They're the ones that have access to those landowners, those past clients, and have the ability to bring an entirely new value proposition to those landowners. It is my understanding that Iris MLS is the first MLS to partner with RealX. And I'd love to hear about how this partnership came about. Yeah. So Lauren Hansen and I uh, knew each other while I was at Realtor.com uh, running our industry relations group. And so Lauren was on my MLS advisory board for a long time. And, uh, and so we've always kind of uh, been in contact. So when I started RealX, this new exchange to connect landowners and energy companies, and especially with where Iris is located in Colorado, there are subsurface rights like oil and gas, there are surface rights for solar and wind. And so it's a market where more of these property rights are applicable. And so when Lauren and I first spoke, I think it was obvious to her that this is an entirely new marketplace for members of her MLS to be able to uh, stay in the center of these transactions. And so Iris MLS is the first MLS in the country to be on the platform and hopefully the first of many, but Lauren really has, uh, is leading the way. So you are actually approaching this from a real estate realtor background. So I'll tell you what happens, right? So there's two ways listings can get into real estate. The first is realtors in the Iris market uh, are able to re register land in the system proactively. So anyone they know, their neighbors in their community, anyone really who has more than 10 or 20 acres of land. But the other way that we get access to data is we're able to load all of the past transactions for all the real estate professionals. So if you represented a buyer 10 years ago on a 100 acre tract of land, we'll have that stored in the database as a result of our partnership with IRIS. And then if a solar developer comes into our system and says, I'm interested in this property, we go directly to that agent because we know that agent knows this parcel and we know that agent knows this landowner. And so the most effective way to get that offer in front of that landowner will be for that real estate professional to deliver it. So the partnership with Iris does two things. One, it automatically gets all of your past deals uploaded into the exchange so that if anyone's interested in that property, you're the first one to get contacted. But it also gives you the ability to proactively register all the clients that might be in your sphere of influence. So the person who would be contacted would be the real estate agent who had brokered the deal. That's right. So we fundamentally believed early on, which is, you know, the solar developers can approach landowners directly. That's one way that it's happened traditionally. 
uh, Relex could have approached the landowner directly. But in all of those cases, that landowner doesn't know who Relex is. That landowner doesn't know who the solar developer is. But that realtor does know their local real estate professional, the one who helped them buy the property or helped them sell their last property. And so that's a trusted professional bringing them a bona fide offer. And that real estate professional can now represent that landowner through that transaction to help guide them through the process, help them hire an attorney to review the contract or the lease with the solar developer. And that realtor has that built-in trust because that real estate professional has built that trust in their community over the last 10, 20, or 30 years. And so it's why we fundamentally believe that that real estate professional needs to stay at the center of these transactions and why it's so much better than the traditional way of cold calling, knocking on doors, or sending out postcards and letters to folks is really leveraging that brand that that real estate professional has created in their market. Utilizing that trust that already exists. So I want to back it up just a little bit in case there's any confusion among our listeners. Can you break down exactly what property rights are for anybody? I'm assuming most people know, but for anybody who's not 100% certain what that encompasses. Yeah, I don't think it's 100% obvious on the surface. So um, there are all kinds of rights associated with a property. And typically, they fall into one of three characteristics. There are air rights, what you control above your property. There are surface rights what you control, what can be done on the surface of the property. And then there are subsurface rights. That's everything below the crust. So when you think about air rights, this is typically only in big cities or close to airports, but as drones and more autonomous flying vehicles, we think there'll be a real market for air rights at some point in the future. That's not a really a viable market today, but we think it's something uh, to look forward to. Surface rights involve leasing your surface for solar, wind, timber, cell phone towers, billboards, rights of way, easements, lots of things you can do on the surface to generate passive income. So effectively, you're leasing those property rights to a third party for them to do something on your land that generates income for you. And then the third category is subsurface rights. So primarily oil and gas, but also water, minerals, and other aggregates as well. And so in lots of cases, you can actually sever those subsurface rights, and you can actually sell them to a third party and still own the surface rights. So for subsurface rights, you can either lease or sell them. So that kind of encompasses the whole gambit of property rights. Okay, that definitely clarifies. I think a lot of people aren't thinking about the air over their property when they're thinking about property rights. How does this service, RealX, benefit realtors and why would they even want to be involved with property rights? How does it benefit them and their clients? So first and foremost, right, it really helps the landowners generate additional income on their properties. And I think that goes right hand in hand with that is that real estate professional delivering that value to their clients, right? So one of the key things that real estate professionals want to do is continue providing value to their landowners. Um, that they've represented in the past. And this is a way to actually make money from current landowners that aren't actually in the process of buying and selling their properties at the moment. And so it's a whole new revenue stream for agents. And so the way that that revenue stream gets generated is that the agent represents the landowner and they get a commission just like they would when they sell the house or sell the property. They agree to get a percentage of the long-term deal from a solar lease or the wind lease in order to help get that landowner from interest to closing. And so that is the real estate professional's role. And some of these dollars can get pretty big. Like on a solar lease, you can see the prices range anywhere from $700 an acre to $1,200 an acre per year. 
So if you have a hundred acre farm, you could generate almost $100,000 of revenue per year. And those leases are typically 20 year leases. So that's now an aggregate value of $2 million over the next 20 years. And even if you only get 3% on that deal, that's $60,000 of revenue over that 20 year period. So this is real money with real commission income for these, uh, for these real estate professionals. And they're providing a great service. So when that landowner gets this offer and it's delivered by their real estate professional, it's just another reason to recommend you to someone or to use you the next time they transact. So what would a realtor's role in negotiating that deal look like? Yeah, so there's a couple um, aspects to it. So the first is, is helping the landowner understand all the questions that they might have, right? And that's everything from, hey, once they put solar panels on my property, who cuts the grass? Is there a fence? Can I walk past them? There's all these types of questions. And we provide a lot of that basic education directly to the real estate professional. But we're also willing to help them and be on the phone with them as they talk to the landowner about this. We are not expecting our real estate professional partners to become experts overnight in solar and wind and everything, but they are the conduit to get all of those questions answered. The second role is to really give them an overview of what RealX is and that it's an exchange where hundreds of solar developers have looked at this property, right? So they can understand that it's been marketed to a broad audience and understand that, hey, you've got a legitimate offer from a legitimate company because Relax vets all the companies that come into the exchange. And then the final part, again, is the negotiation. And this is a part where we do recommend that the real estate professional and the landowner hire an attorney to help them review the lease. We have a network of attorneys that we work with that we know are well-versed in these types of leases. And so they can pick from that list where they're more than uh, able to go negotiate one. And then there's a traditional closing, just like in a, in a real estate transaction where everything gets signed, dollars, trade hands, et cetera. The real estate agent's job is to walk the landowner through the process, make sure all the questions have got answered. I like to say that real estate professionals don't know how to fix a leaky faucet, but they know who to call to fix the leaky faucet during the sale, right? So it's a very similar analogy. We don't expect you to know everything about a solar lease, but you, we do, your landowner does expect you to know who to call uh, to figure out all the answers to those questions. What is the format and searchability of this platform like? How user-friendly is it? Oh, so it's interesting. When we first started, we only allowed real estate professionals to see the acres that they had registered right? So they could log into the dashboard, see all the land that they had registered that was assigned to them. But we found out very quickly that they wanted to see everything else that was registered, right? So they wanted to be able to see everything that was registered in the state of Colorado and what different property rights there were. So we did disable some of the functionality, like a realtor can't go in and make an offer. So we don't want anyone mistakenly leasing land, but you do have the ability to log in and see all the land that's been registered. And then we have a wizard that walks you through the data collection process. So that data collection wizard is just like an MLS data collection tool. Simple information like address and parcel information and, uh, and entering the data. It takes about five minutes to register a property. And then we do all the work on our end after that. We look and see where transmission lines are, how flat the property is, is it timbered or not. So we really take it to the next level and then kind of do some analysis as we market it out to developers in our exchange. And so it's part of the kind of value proposition to agents is, look, there's no showings, there's no photography, there's no lockbox, there's no sign in the front yard. It's really about collecting the few key data points, getting them into the system and, and going from there. 
Now, they have the added benefit of all your past deals because of the partnership with IRS. Any of your past deals will automatically be associated to you. So anytime someone's interested in those, there's no data collection required. We've already gotten that data from the uh, database. Are there other MLSs who you're in talks with at this time? Ah, absolutely. So we, um, we targeted the states where solar and wind are growing the fastest and targeting the MLSs in those markets. We believe over the next 10 or 20 years, there'll be a few million acres that need to be leased in order for the United States to reach their goals of, you know, 50% of our energy by 2050 coming from renewables. And so that really equates to two to three million acres of land being leased uh, over that time period. And we really think a bulk of that growth is going to come in the next 10 years. And so it's really critical for real estate professionals to get involved today and be at the front end of this process because there's a lot of value they can provide their clients. Uh, there's a lot of revenue and income going to be generated for landowners. And I'll tell you that if a solar developer can log into Relax and find a piece of property and make an offer versus sending out postcards and cold calling, if you're not in Relax, you're going to be at a disadvantage to try to generate one of these lucrative energy deals. And so, you know, the agents that adopt this first and the most aggressively, their clients are going to get a disproportionate amount of the value. You know, that was actually going to be my next question to you. Um, there's all of this talk about having this shift toward renewable energy in the near future. Um, I've even heard up to almost 100% by 2035. But uh, I was curious what you thought the company's role would be in this, but you've sort of already answered that. It does sound like there's going to be quite a demand to shift away from oil and gas and into some of these more renewable sources. You're absolutely right. So when we first started the company, I spent some time at Carnegie Mellon uh, working with some of their uh, uh, leadership in the environmental side and trying to find, you know, what is going to be the right energy mix for the United States and what's the most aggressive goal and what's the most pessimistic goal. So if you go to an oil and gas conference, they're going to tell you 70% of our energy is still going to come from oil and gas by the year 2050. And if you go to a pure renewables conference, right, they'll probably say 60 or 70% can come from renewables. So after all of our analysis, we say 50-50 by 2050 which is 50% from renewables, 50% of our energy primarily from natural gas because it can be burned very low carbon. Carbon capture technology is getting better and natural gas power plants, I think, can generate carbon-free emissions. And so one of the professors at Carnegie Mellon said, you know, I'm not necessarily against the natural gas, I'm against the carbon it emits. So if we can burn natural gas with zero carbon emissions, then we, that's the goal. So I do think because we have an abundance of natural gas in our country that we will probably be 50-50 by 2050. And our reliance on coal will be almost completely gone by then. Nuclear, it's still um, up in the air. It's still far too expensive to create new nuclear power plants economically. And then I think the offshore stuff just can't fill the whole uh, bucket. So I think that leaves us with, you know, again, a couple million acres of solar and wind coming. And you could see that need and you've created a platform to help to fill that. Uh, one of the things I thought was really interesting about RealX as well was, you know, we think about resources, but I saw that you also promote towards uh, the ability to create conservation easements. Has there been any specific work that you've done towards those? Yeah, so we're very early in that process, but there are acres across the United States where you can turn into conservation credits or carbon offsets by changing your farming practices, by leaving certain you know, acres fallow, by planting more trees. And so we joke that you literally can get paid for not cutting down the trees. So money does grow on trees. 
uh, in some instances. So the growth of what they're called mitigation banks, which create these carbon offsets and conservation easements, you have to go through a process to create them. But we do think that most companies will have to be carbon neutral, if not by choice, by legislation at some point over the next 20 or 30 years. And that will require some of them to offset their carbon footprint by doing some of these things, right? Uh, I believe there's, you know, a, there's a swamp for sale in Florida. And the only reason you would buy this swamp is to keep it a swamp. It would represent a carbon offset to your current footprint. So there are, uh, there, this is going to be a growing market. And I think it will kind of grow from California and move its way east as you see some of these laws continue to uh, be enacted. So this, this database is very much so on the cutting edge of some of these developments in just even attitudes towards energy and natural resource. That's, that is interesting. Yeah, we're pretty excited. Well, thank you, Luke. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add? Any final thoughts to this conversation? No, I think the biggest one is, is that I'm excited that in 10 years, I'll be telling the story about the first MLS in the country that did this and it'll be uh, Iris and its members. So that'll always kind of be a part of the RealX story and couldn't be more excited that it's with, uh, with you all and, uh, and Lauren and the group. So thank you all for your uh, being on the cutting edge as well. Thank you so much. Uh, we will talk to you all next time on Iris Matters.